Welcome to Do I Still Love It, the show that takes a nostalgic look back at stuff from our childhood and re-examines whether we had good tastes or were simply mindless children who would consume anything. I'm Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. And every week, along with a guest, we explore something from our childhood, such as a film, a TV show, whatever, to determine, do I still love it? And our guest tonight is actor and comedian Zoe Mwachanine. Hi. Hey, Zoe. So Zoe and I know each other from at the Second City here in Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. uh, where Zoe is a member of several different sketch comedy teams and acts and... Uh, Making with the funny on on the regular. Making with the funny. I make with it. That's what I do that with it all the time. Really dirty. It's it is, but you know you do what you have to do. It's I, true. I saw you in the car with the funny the other day. You oh, were, you did. And when you guys were like totally making it. Oh, we made it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Laura's sex noise. Uh, oh, that's the sound yeah. the funny made when Tina I was making your sex it. noise. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I love uh, Tina. Right. Uh, I think Tina Belcher is my spirit animal. But. Uh, so today, uh, tonight's episode, we are going to be delving into the classic from all of our childhoods, Disney's animated The Little Mermaid. And I am so excited and terrified. I am, I, yeah, yeah, I have so many, so many thoughts. And I haven't seen it in maybe 20 years, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was my favorite movie as a child, and I have definitely not seen it since I was about eight or nine. And I have definitely seen it at least a hundred times and can sing along with every tune. Uh-huh. Oh, you've definitely sung several of these two. Like Laura and I are big fans of karaoke. And I believe she's <laughs> sung A Whole New World, or not A Whole New World, uh, Part of That World, right? I used to tour in a rock band. And on days when they were mad at me, I would sound check with part of your world. Oh, gosh. oh that's and so mean. It was so mean and it was so enjoyable. Yeah. Um so I am highly terrified to do this though. Because Marshall pointed out the last time that I brought this movie up that this movie is like a highly anti-feminist terror. Well, a lot of Disney movies are, though. <laughs> Pretty much all Disney movies involving a princess. I mean, you're right. You're right. But I we just, didn't know I thought that this one. Kids. I thought that this one, and I still want to believe that <laughs> this one is not that case. Oh, you're going to be so disappointed. From what <laughs> no, I remember, right? you're going to be so disappointed. And I feel like this movie is just dangerous to kids in general, because I know I almost drowned several times trying to impersonate Ariel. <laughs> and I spend the next 15 years of my life thinking that I had to change everything about myself for a man. In order I, to get him to love I me. I still think that. Yeah. I still struggle Maybe with this, this is the root of the problem. I never thought it could be this. But yeah, it might It might be Ariel. This, this may be a breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. The, I, the thing I remember about um, The Little Mermaid from my childhood is that this was part of like, you know, this is part of, Ariel's part of the canon of like the Disney princesses, right? But for some reason, Disney's animated movies, despite a lot of them being about princesses, I felt like always had pretty good crossover appeal with young boys. Like, I feel like every boy my age, we all saw The Little Mermaid. We all saw, um, like, Lilo and Stitch. And, like, movies where, like, the main character is a girl and ostensibly a princess or whatever because that was kind of what you did. But I don't feel like Lilo and Stitch can be held in the same... Yeah. That one is later. 
And he, he had a little, little brother, princess? so he always saw the stuff that was younger than yeah. Than but him. like I saw Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It's so so that's important to say that this heyday of Disney was Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Lion, Lion King. King, Mulan, uh, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And like so the the big thing is this came out in 1989, and uh, right before that, 1988 is when uh, Disney released Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And it's credited with between Who Framed Roger Rabbit bringing an interest to animation, uh, to sell animation back, and then immediately following up with uh, The Little Mermaid, which was like a huge hit. It was uh, our generation's they're, Frozen. They're kind of credited yeah. for starting the Disney animation renaissance, which then included Aladdin and Lion King and um, Beauty and the Beast and that sort of thing. Like several like massive hits uh, before... Um, some duds like Hercules and Pocahontas started kind of like right, right. I feel like it started really going downhill around around Pocahontas. Yeah, that's not one I even rem- I, remember. I I never I think, saw it because I feel like the final good one was Lion King, well, and then it started going. Yeah, I don't even know what came out after that. Lion but, King two was good too. Oh, I never. I actually, you, you didn't. I never. went to the I went to the premiere though. That one was good. Oh really? <laughs> well, now are you from Southern California? Is that how you got to go to the premiere? Uh, I grew up in San Diego, but. Okay. Um, my uh, Andy Dick is actually a very close family friend, and he. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Do you have an Andy Dick story? He has like I have Everyone has an Andy Dick story. Andy Dick okay. hit on me at my grandfather's funeral. Well, like, it was real. just. It was just funny that for a while, when I first moved to LA, not a month went by that I didn't run into Andy Dick, and he always. It's it's obvious after a while that he did recognize me. Mm-hmm. He didn't always remember my name, but he'd get close. He'd be like, so, Mark, Mark. And you're like, I'll take it. I'd be like, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, um, I had several, at least a dozen, like, really random run-ins with Andy Dick. So for a while I thought I was special, but now I've heard that just hanging out in Hollywood, you'll you will inevitably him. run into you'll him. Find you'll find him. him. So. Or he'll find you. He came to he came to my grad review and actually got turned away from some Oh no! Not not is he, by is he banned from Second City. No, or? not by any doing of Did his he own. Get there too late. Yeah, but it's oh, like okay. you let Andy Dick in. Right. right? Yeah. He yeah. was like ten minutes late, and then this I is was... a guy who we know who he is because of funny. Like, yeah. He's a comedian. Also, we he know... graduated Second City. Oh he's really? A graduate of Second oh, okay. City. Yeah. So like, <sighs> interns, man. Come on, guys. Let the celebrities <laughs> Be on point. in. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I get that he's not celeb celeb, but come on. Right. Um, he was a celeb once. He's still a pseudo celeb, right? He's, well, he did Dancing with the Stars, and then I feel like oh, he brings people back. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing now. Um, so, anyway, so let's the do the Little Mermaid. Well, yeah, let's see. Okay, <laughs> so um, real quick, let's get some general impressions, um, like from you, Zoe. Like, is there any like parts of the movie that really stick out to you that that are like enduring reasons why you love it? Like, I mean, I just. I th- uh, the part that I always remember the most is when she's in her, like, I think I remember it as, like, a bunker thing mm-hmm. uh, where she has her gads- gadgets and gizmos galore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, oh, she's got great hair and a ton of stuff and a fish friend. Oh, and right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was a lot of why I love it was geared a lot by envy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as with everything in my life. So. Well, she was kind of like. I feel like in the long history of, like, Disney princesses, like, in the very beginning, you had, like, Snow White and Cinderella, because those are, like, the first two mm-hmm. Disney movies mm-hmm. back-to-back. 
And then there really aren't... And then I guess Sleeping Beauty was like maybe the fifth Disney movie or something. But then there's a large swath of animated movies that were just kind of ensemble stories like Mm -hmm. Robin Hood and the Jungle Book and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think it was until Little Mermaid that you got back to this like princess-focused like story. And compared to the relatively demure... Cinderella and Snow White, like she was Ariel's spunky. really cute, well, the cool thing and about... she's wearing almost no clothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. The cool thing I think about Ariel. This is what Marshall remembers. Yeah, I mean, we... if I remember that as a young boy, I was like, that girl is wearing almost no clothing. Yeah. yeah, which we I wanted to do, but I thought the cool thing about Ariel compared to other Disney princesses is a lot of the other Disney princesses are just damsels who are like, oh yep. no, I'm fucked because of all this stuff. Uh, but Ariel's got like a goal. She's like, I want legs. I want to get on land. Mm-hmm. And I want to get that man. But there's always that underlying in every Disney movie. But what I will woman. say about Ariel that I can't say about many other Disney princesses is that she's very like, you know, get up and go. Yeah, she's got goals. She's, she's got, got spunk. Moxie. Her she's goal nice. might not be on a great one. The best goal for a for a. She wants you know, to get on land so she can woman. be a lawyer. Right. But <laughs> right. She's planning on running for political yeah. office, which you can't do. And if you to don't be have fair, legs. before and to be fair, mm-hmm. before she saw him for the first time, she was already obsessed with humans and already wanted to be a human. Yeah, it wasn't originating in it's yeah. Eric, right? Eric's the mm-hmm. one in correct. Eric okay. is him. Yeah, I and uh, and to be fair, I I I think she could have made it as a politician even without a voice, as evidenced by how successful George Bush was when he didn't have even proper grasp. Of the English language. <laughs> right. And he so. probably also thinks you brush your hair with a fork. Right. <laughs> Every day. And That's has a he fish does. friend. I bet if you he go friends. to his I bet if you go to his ranch, he does say, I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. Yeah, well he looks at all of his guns. I got twenty. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we kinda cover it. Do you think you'd still well, so do you think like Oh, and I guess so Laura, what yeah. do you is do you have any things that like any scenes or moments that really stand out? to you that kind of like bring to your mind well i mean i feel like every girl of my general age group remembers part of your world where mm-hmm. she's in that bunker i think that's the best word for it i don't yeah. really know what it's it like is a, i think it's, it's just like a sea cave or something like yeah. she's in this fucking amazing like place full of random shit and i am a big collector of random shit and so you know, even as a small child, I felt this connection to, ooh, you found that thing, you didn't know what it was, and now it means something to you. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really loved that. Uh, um, I remember, I very viscerally, viscerally remember the crazy puffed out chest body of her father, King Triton. Oh, right. Oh, he's right. Kind of, <laughs> he, he, his chest, like his bust measurement must be like 72. It's like so he's, ridiculous. And he's got that tiny waist, right? Right. Yeah. He's very much got the the Bluto It's from a very like foghorn, leghorn yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And I remember being fucking terrified of her voice getting sucked out of her mouth. Oh right, oh, yeah, it like comes rough. out as like a little ghost. Thing. Yeah, yeah that's and then like it, some and then it like, yeah, it's yeah. grody. I I was very very scared of Ursula. Now I will say that I think I remember thinking that uh, I remember thinking Ursula was a really cool villain. Like okay. to, to me, the things that kind of stand out is I agree. I think I feel like everybody can agree that like part of part of that world is definitely like the standout song and arguably the standout moment from the movie. 
because I think everybody, I think, I think really that, that kind of plays into the thing about Ariel that I think I identified with is that she was kind of like a, like an outsider. Like I, I yeah. feel like I remember there are other mermaids. Yeah. She has a bunch of sisters and they all weird, think she's crazy. Right. And then she's like collects human things and all she really kind of wants to be like is a human. And like, and don't, I collected don't forget, a lot. Don't forget King Triton is making Sebastian go around and keep an eye on her because she's just crazy and will not stay in line. Right. So the idea is she's like a weirdo. Is amazing. And do we remember when Sebastian, this is another like pinnacle of the film that I remember as a child where he's on land trying to save her and he gets stuck in that kitchen with that chef. With the crazy oh, chef. Yeah. Oh my God, I it's just remember. It's such a great scene. That is, I'm so excited to watch that again. I think I remember again. laughing my head off. And I'm I so wonder excited if it's to watch that funny. scene again. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten about Sebastian with the kissed girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sebastian's a wingman. Oh, yeah. right. And he's always making fun of Flounder, calling him a guppy. And, gu- and, and Flounder's like, I'm not a guppy. Oh man, you remember that. that. You were, yeah, you, you really remember, remember this. this. I've seen this movie. I, I think times. as a child, one and, thing that yeah. confused me about Sebastian though is like like I grew up in Alabama. We ate crab a lot uh, cuz seafood is happens a lot so more than you imagine. So did you just see him and think he was food? Well, no, the weird thing is like Sebastian is like a crab in his body, but then has a random like snail head. Like this, like I never noticed this. He doesn't like because obviously a real crab's face looks a lot like a spider with like a little pincer mouth and stuff, which would and, be terrifying. Which would be terrifying to children. <laughs> so I remember him just having kind of a goopy bubblegum face. But you already knew that it was wrong. So I think even as a child, I was like, "That's not what a crab looks like. Is he like a snail inside of a crab, like thing?" I think that like as a and child, and then you were like seashell boobs, and, I, and then and then, then yeah, then seashell boobs. It yeah. was like. Mm, them seashell titties, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. How do you think she puts those on? She use, like, adhesives? Yeah, are they just are Because they the water pasties? would break it down. Right. Are those her boobs? Whoa. Are they a part of her body? Are they a part of her world? <laughs> <laughs> Marshall wants them to be a part of his world. Right. Oh, it's most certainly. And just uh, before we sign off, so let's, let's set the stage here. Uh, Zoe, can you remember the last time, or approximately the last time, that you might have seen this movie? Honestly, I had to have been maybe four. And I, the stuff as a kid that I would watch all the way through, I think I just had a short attention span like most kids, was I would watch like I Love Lucy and like Nick at Night stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. So okay. yeah. mm-hmm. Disney movies, I would fall asleep to. Ah, because they were three times as long. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like a lot of the things you guys are remembering, I don't think I, I was, also I was born in 91, so okay. I was really, I was so young. So this movie was already a classic. By the time yeah. I entered the world. Okay. Um. So yeah, it has to have been two decades. But I do feel like the Disney animated classics, regardless of your age, I feel like parents are like, I could stand to watch this. You know, like it's, I feel like the thing about the Disney animated movies is that, by and large, they're so well-made and their voice talent casts are so good. Mm-hmm. And usually a lot of them are musicals and the songs are pretty catchy. So in a world where there are movies like Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked and stuff, <laughs> uh, yeah. you can always, like any adult can be like, my kid can watch Lion King. I won't mind them watching Lion King a dozen times. I won't mind them watching Aladdin or... Or I think yeah. better, I won't mind half watching this movie in the background a dozen times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... So I was... I I follow my childhood by what house I lived in because mm-hmm. I visibly can remember. 
And I know I have not seen this movie since I lived in the Victorian house that I left when I was 10. So you must have been under 10. Yeah. Every single time I ever saw this movie was at the Victorian house. So and you were that born was between in 84. 84. So between, that was between four and 10 years old. Okay. So definitely have not seen it in 22 years. Yeah. Minimum. And I was born in 83. Uh, so I think I, I'm almost certain I would have seen this in theaters. Um, because I would have been six, so probably I would have seen it. My mom was a big moviegoer. I saw tons of movies. Oh, I definitely did not see this in theaters. And so I probably saw this in theaters. Maybe I did. I, I, guess, I mean, I know for sure I saw Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King, so I, I, I'm reasonably certain that I went and saw Little Mermaid in Fun theaters. fact, um, I remember getting in multiple altercations with girls in school because all the other girls preferred Beauty and the Beast, and I fought tooth and nail that The Little Mermaid was a better movie. Wow. Oh, wow. And look at you now. And, mm-hmm. I, and now I'd be interested when we eventually get around to the Beauty and the Beast episode. I didn't episode. make a bunch of friends. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't really care for Beauty you and the Beast Gazman, as a small kid. Gizmos of plenty. So I you yeah. did. I did. I didn't need friends. I had yeah. an imagination. Yeah. All right. Um, so I did not have a fish friend, though. Well, you got a llama now. Did you guys have any pet fish as children? No. I think I did it didn't for like well. a second, but then my cat ate it or I killed it or some, I don't know, probably. You fed it to your cat? I might on a, have. On a fishing pole? Probably. See, see I was the funny weird. thing about, um, uh, I remember we did have, we briefly had pet fish because we won some at like an elementary school carnival. Of like, course, that's how everyone gets their first fish. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I might've been like eight or nine, which would put my brother at about five years old. And if I remember <clears> correctly, <throat> he would always... His desire to have a pet he could pet led him to accidentally kill all of our fish because he scooped them out of the fish bowl to hold them, and then they'd eventually flop back in. But I think over time, (laughs) this suffocation would kill them. And I think having fish led to my parents eventually relenting and letting us have hamsters. And then he put those in water. Right, and then he's like, let's make the hamsters swim. He would. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so... So, uh, I think that kind of sets the stage. So it's uh, been at least two decades for all of us. Yeah. Yep. I, right. I don't... I don't. I think we could probably say that none of us have seen it since, like, 96. Yeah. So that's two decades. So, yeah. uh... None of you... us have seen it post-puberty. Right. I started puberty at three. So... <laughs> yeah. so and I'm still not... Her little right. seashells were already grown in. Yeah. Uh, so... All right, so I guess uh, won't you join us, be a part of our world, as we watch Ugh, 1989's the <laughs> Disney's The Little Mermaid and see if we still love it. For over 50 years, Walt Disney has turned classic stories into classic animated motion pictures. Now the tradition continues as one of the world's greatest stories becomes the newest Disney motion picture classic, The Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. It's the story of Ariel. A beautiful young mermaid who wants to become human. He's very handsome, isn't he? I don't know. He looks kind of hairy and slobbery to me. Not that one. 
The other one. And she'll strike a bargain with a powerful sea witch. Have we got a deal? To make her dream come true. What I want from you is... Your voice. My voice? You've got it, sweet cakes. You've been turned into a human. Have you lost your senses completely? The human world, it's a mess. Now, the Little Mermaid is exploring the mysteries of her strange new world. What's your name? What's wrong? You can't speak? But to regain her voice, the sea witch's spell must be broken. Move it! We got an emergency here! Broken by the kiss of true love. Kiss the girl. It's Walt Disney Pictures' 28th full-length animated motion picture, featuring dozens of delightful new Disney characters and seven magical new songs. Shalala, shalala, don't stop now. The dragon hides out in water. Kiss the this holiday season, share the wonder and magic of a very special entertainment event. A fantastic adventure above the waves and under the sea. Under the sea! Under the sea! Walt Disney Pictures, The Little Mermaid. Okay. So that was 1989's The Little Mermaid, and Laura is twitching over there with delight. Laura, uh, I guess I should go to you. Do you still love it? Okay. Yes. There were 20 minutes in the middle that made me obscenely uncomfortable and are extremely wrong. And uh, had I never seen this movie before, I might have been overwhelmed by it. The nostalgia was so strong. Uh, I got full body tingles at the end of Part of Your World. <laughs> and um, I loved the fucking shit out of this. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Yeah? I honestly thought I'd be like, fuck this from like a uh-huh. feminist point of view at least. Uh-huh. I do have more opinions on it, obviously, than I yes. did as a kid where I'm like, where are the strong female characters and where is her dad? Right. But I thought it it was Ursula's song about why women don't need a voice where I was like, oh, my God. That is. Poor Unfortunate Souls was like stunning, a stunningly, uh, in a single song, you basically were like everything that's wrong about the like experience of being a woman. But they don't necessarily <laughs> negate it, though. That's the no, thing. Is no, like, what I'm saying is like every, I guess everything that we are taught wrong about being exactly, a woman. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they like put it in... The context of a villain saying it, but they're never like, it's never like Ariel talks a lot and then he's like, oh, you are brilliant and have a great personality. It's just (laughs) like, ah, anyway, I'm going to switch women in the middle of my first wedding and get married again the next day. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm, I, I completely forgotten that, uh, the whole Ursula turning into a human thing. Like, I remember she stole her voice, but I forgot to what end. Like, I I thought it was Mm -hmm. just... She wanted, she, I thought it was just vanity. Like, she just envied Ariel's voice. I forgot uh-huh. that she... I, I forgot, forgot she that, she... that it was, like, a part of a greater plan. Right. Yeah. Totally uh, forgot. And I'm glad that there seemed to be, like, she obviously put some sort of spell on Eric, which sort of explained why yeah. he I became... didn't notice that before. Yeah, I don't think I had noticed it before either. So I guess that's kind of cool. Like, it establishes her as a cheater. Like, you guys were saying, I mean, on the one hand, I guess it's okay that the villain is the one saying 
girl, you got your looks, and that's all that really matters. But yeah, there is still, nobody who says, nobody no, Ariel, it. Yeah, she never yourself. negates it. Yeah. No one ever negates it. No one ever says, um, hey, you know, you're more than your voice. Or, I'm sorry, you're more than the legs. You're more than the yeah, red hair. Yeah, because it would have been better if Eric had been like, I don't want to be with you because you don't talk and I don't know who you are. And then had everything unravel yeah. because then at least there'd be a lesson. But instead he's like, well, you're great, but here's another hot bitch who can also sing. Or like maybe if there was, um, the the problem is also their like courtship or whatever is really not much. Like, I guess, I guess we only see kind of like a montage, but we never get to see them. We, you know, like we never get to see Ariel really displaying a personality that like would be conveyed even without words that you could see him falling in love. Like mostly it's like, you want to see my uh, kingdom? Okay. You're kind of like a child because you don't know anything about human culture, which is kind of annoying and dangerous. And uh, I guess we're going to go on this boat ride and animals are doing some weird shit. And oh, we and also over. like how uh, desperate is Grimsby? To get him married off, that he's like, hey, that mute girl that you found on the beach that just combed her hair with a fork, you should marry that one. Yeah, right, exactly. ASAP. <laughs> I mean, are we to are we to believe that Yeah, is that is that the idea that she's so hot that even people who can't get with her are like, yeah, get with that girl. She's fucking hot. And why are they so desperate for Eric to get married so young? Yeah. Like Like he could go to college or something. Wait, and then even King Triton seems like before he knows she's in love with a human he seems like quite pleased that oh ariel's in love with somebody yeah yeah it's like her... she's 16 right yeah she's the youngest that's the, like the first thing you learn about her is that she's the baby of right your six older daughters nothing is really going on under the sea so maybe it just moves faster maybe it's like time in dreams is different than time under the sea mm-hmm. yeah exactly i feel like it would go slower though because you move slower Maybe. Although they could swim faster. Yes. Yeah. That is true. She did outswim that shark. Uh, so, Zoe, do you, uh, what about you? Do you still love it? I mean, I have several opinions on it, but <laughs> uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I I could, like, zone out and watch that any old time. Right. Um. Yeah, just sit, have a glass of wine with my homies and watch it. Uh-huh. It was great. Uh-huh. I have a lot of fundamental problems with it as a feminist, which I wasn't when I was four. Uh-huh. But um, it's nice to know that I have grown opinions. And Marshall. Yeah. Do you still love it? Or did you love it? I mean, other than the the um, shell titties. Uh, you know, Which were great. I-, I will say, like, she is rather sexualized a lot in this. There's a lot of, like, scenes of her, like, writhing on the ground or... Her eyes are bigger than her waist. And she, and she also does have those giant anime princess eyes. Mm. Um, so I think I still felt uncomfortably attracted to a cartoon character. Uh, who was 16. Who was supposed to be 16. Um, I and think... she's married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remembered this movie being funnier than I found it to be. Because I think I've seen, like, The Lion King relatively recently and thinking, like, the whole Tamoon and Pumbaa bits are, like, really funny. Like, oh, yeah. From, like, for for appropriate for child humor, like, the Tamoon and Pumbaa bits are pretty pretty funny. And Zazu's a pretty funny character. And Rafiki's a pretty funny character. And, like, in this movie, 
like flounder was really one dimensional like he could have not even existed yeah uh no he he served as sidekick and solely as sidekick right but like he didn't even like sebastian like, and scuttle yeah. were such better sidekicks than flounder cuz they but at least he had was personality her loyal sidekick from his heart i guess i feel like they had to make somebody who was like lower and more scared and more easily bossed around than yeah. Ariel. So yeah. she didn't seem, so she didn't so seem like pathetic such a fucking... under the rule of a <laughs> tiny crab. Right. And her dad is too busy sitting on his giant throne to go and properly parent this young girl who apparently doesn't have a mother. Right. Yeah, that is kind of weird that like her lack of mother and yet the villainess is a woman. And so I, I was like, I just don't think Walt Disney knew how mom? to write strong women. Right. No, that's that's a given. Yeah, where he's like, well, I could just not include and, the mom and not say like, anything. What's really funny is Ariel, in comparison to a lot of other Disney princesses, is one of the stronger Disney princesses. Yeah, yeah, like when she, like before she gives up her. I voice feel like or the whatever. only other Disney princess that's coming even close is um, Frozen. In well, this last uh, year. what's her Rapunzel. name from Brave? Yeah, the mo- I the- haven't seen Rapunzel. And you haven't seen Tangled? No. <gasps> oh, you haven't seen really Tangled? Good. I want to fuck the dude from Tangled. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I feel like this. I feel like in the age of the CGI, uh, the CGI princesses from Frozen and Brave and Tangled have all been pretty strong. Well, because there's been a different. There's female. been a call they all have goals to go out and do something, which Ariel yeah. had, but then. Because she had the goal of, like, I want to be on land and I want to be a person and I want to be different than the rest of my family. But then immediately Eric came in and it was like, oh, it's really about that, too. I mean, but I'm going to argue, and, and this is weird that I'm going to argue this. Uh-huh. Um, so, real quick, uh, as I usually do on the show, I will state very clearly that this show, does, that this movie does not at all pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. I don't even know if there's... No. I mean, I guess she is talking to Eric, that she is talking to Ursula once, and that's the closest we get to two women but the, but at the same but time. But they're only ever talking pretty much about the goal. Oh, no, yeah, completely. Eric. It is only yeah. about it. And also an incredibly demeaning conversation about yeah. women and the yeah. fact that they... Exactly. If a woman has a tongue, she shouldn't... She's not interested. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I, will, I will make the argument that in watching it closely this time, I, I said that... I said when we were out there that this movie is less about a woman, a girl, like, searching for a man and more about a girl having a greater obsession. Like, she's totally... It's basically like if I was really into punk music and then I went to my first punk show Uh and I met a hot punk guy. Uh Yeah. But I was already really into punk music. She was already really into human shit. Uh Uh-huh. And so I'm going to I'm going to let the the boy thing pass cuz she's 16. Right. You know, like of course. But I felt that this story was much less about her having a need to find a man and much more about her trying to create individuality at the same time that she's experiencing lust. Yeah. Yeah. Um now it's important for us to note that that's lust. Right. <laughs> that is not marry that guy and be happy forever. But that's what happened. Which I'm not going to lie that shit fucked me up as an adult. When, right. Like being fed this shit as a kid. The idea that you're just going to see some dude. Yeah, and that's be why like, you like, think you're going to marry the guy you go to prom with. Yeah, and then six months later, you're bored with this person that you thought you were in love with and the agony that you experienced. Or they cheat on you with your friend. Yeah. If you're me in high school. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's rough, man. Like, this is not a good, this is not good information. Yeah, I will say I was, I came in here expecting to rewatch this movie and be like, wow, this is fucked up for women, which I kind of feel. Yes. But I do think it's awesome that Ariel has a goal. And when I think about, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast, like, she gets kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. And he's awful. She's a victim the entire time. He's terribly abusive to her. And then I know in the end they fall in love. I don't remember the entire storyline, but I feel like she's lacking. It's just, it's, a lot of the movies are very much about, like, I got to please daddy and I got to please this guy. Right. Yeah. I do appreciate that Ariel had a goal before. And she she totally sought out a solution to her goal. And she clearly has some follow through because she finds shit. She goes and she gets information from Scuttle, albeit very wrong information. Uh, and then, like, collects it and puts it all away and admires it. She loves it the education and, like, the world outside yeah. of her She's world. curious. It would be cool yeah. if she, she had collected learn. books, but yeah. She did collect books. She had books. a book. Yeah. She had a book. She had a book. Good so, job, Ariel. So, uh, speaking of this, I, I was thinking about, so I feel like this is a movie that we like but has problems. So I would propose, like, how if we were to make The Little Mermaid now with the same basic Ooh. idea... How would we make it better? On it. She collects books. Goes over. Entirely books. Uh-huh. I already wrote this in my mind. Okay. So her underground dungeon cave is all books. And they're all books with different places. And she wants to travel. Oh. And that's all the function. And she wants legs so that she can travel with those legs. Nice. Like and She's like, I've seen all the sea. Now I got to see all the land. Yeah, because. Does and- Eric still play in here? Nah, nah, he can fuck himself. He's like a flight attendant when she's on her way to Bali or something. <laughs> this, is, this is quickly turning into Eat, Pray, Love. And that is what it is, though. It so is what it is. Um, so I would suggest one thought that I had while we were talking is the, uh, I think Ursula's statements about what men want in women that we found so, like, disgusting would it have hit home more and made her a more poignant villain if we had gender flipped King Triton and Ursula? If it had been Queen Triton rate trying to raise a daughter and it's an evil old male witch who's like, listen, honey, you're trying to get a man. Let me tell you what men want. That's actually an interesting concept. Um, Yeah. Like, no, I, I like feel that. Like the fact that I like a that. Woman villain says it almost kind of reinforces it. Yeah, right, right. In a way, especially since it's not negated. So yeah, it would have been cool to have like a mother and a father character. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have been. I I think this all could have been saved with one fucking line, at some point where someone looked at Ariel and said, "Your voice matters." <laughs> right. Like some casual way of saying your voice matters. Yeah. Don't give up your voice. Or they almost were there. They were almost there. Like Eric, Eric's almost immediate reluctance to show total focus interest in her because she couldn't talk and him still pining after this girl. I feel like the message was almost there that Ursula was wrong. That Eric thinks you're cute, but he really wants to get to know this girl. And he, there was a girl that was singing to him that he believes saved his life. And as we talked about, that was pretty exciting when she was the first hero. Like, the first yeah, person to do great. something heroic. And so, and it was great, actually. In a way, in a way, Eric is one of the better characters in this because he 
he's not kind of he's really not a shitty dude. He doesn't seem to be shitty. And he gets rescued by her after he tries to save the dog, classic hero, save the dog. And he gets <laughs> rescued and he immediately is grateful and pretty smitten because she's a good singer and obviously pretty and obviously so uh, if anything he has more reason to be pining after her than she does him she's merely just infatuated with he represents the mystery of humans and he's handsome to to him ariel is a savior who also happens to be beautiful who also happens to be a enchanting singer yeah. And after he apparently has been bored and being shuffled around, like being like, don't you want to marry this princess? Don't you want to marry this princess? And he's just like, I'm not. Are you mad? Because I don't want to marry any of these princesses. Right. No, um, and I think you have a good point. So maybe if Eric had had a bit more, like, if maybe in the scenes where they're kind of building their romance and she can't talk, if, they, if we had to keep the can't talk thing, but we gave her more stuff to do physically to demonstrate that she has this fun spunky rambunctious behavior like if she want it instead of that scene that was kind of a throwaway where we're like why does she have shoes and a hat and all that like yeah i think now that i'm thinking about it it's probably because she loves collecting human shit she probably asked yeah. him to buy her all this sh- shit and so if that that scene had been just stretched a little bit to kind of explore like her wanting to collect more things because she just thinks they're all fascinating if we could have given eric some lines there where he's like you know, yeah. you don't talk much, but you're an interesting girl. Like you're, or and just like, man, I would just love to know what you're thinking about. Yeah, I right. just like, something like I want to know what you're thinking about. Right. I feel like it could be. I feel like this could be fixed with one good line. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if the inciting incident was, or like the first big issue was that Eric doesn't love her because she doesn't have a personality because she can't talk. Right. I think that would have been a great first issue in the movie, especially if instead of. Taking back what I said, instead of her having like a fun personality building scene, if she was just trying to do what Ursula said, yeah, and just strut her stuff, and he and, hates it, and if he was just like, you know, if he if we got to have her overhear a scene between him and Grimsby where he doesn't know he's being eavesdropped on, and he's just like, yeah, she's beautiful, but like there are a lot of beautiful girls. Like I want to know, like who I can, is she? I, yeah. I don't know anything about her. Like she won't talk. She won't talk. But her hair is great. No, so this, but she. This brings me to one of my favorite questions, which is: Would you show this to your prospective child? I would try desperately to, and I'm serious. I might end up actually doing this in the future. Mm-hmm. I would try desperately to edit this movie. Okay. Uh, at least get rid of the song because you still. You still get the point about the voice stealing without the horrible song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I would never, ever, ever, ever in my life allow in my presence that song played in front of my daughter. Right. Never. So, or son, really, but definitely not daughter. And that sucks because it's like my favorite childhood film. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most offensive things I've ever seen peddled to children. Yeah, uh-huh. that was intense. I it was no intensely idea that horrible. Was so intense. Uh-huh. And so I really feel like if I wanted to show this to my child, I would try to cut an edit together that still made sense while taking out this, this terrible kernel of... Um, of uh, I guess sexism is what misogyny. I'm looking for. But yeah. yeah, this terrible kernel of misogyny. Because not the whole movie. It is not the whole movie. It yeah. is just so horrible yeah. for a couple periods of time. And then a gem, the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I would I would try. And if I failed, I would not show this to my child. And it would make me sad. 
I would not edit it and I would not show it to my son or daughter until they were at an age where they could kind of have an intelligent conversation. And then if my kids were straight, I would be like to my daughter, like, if you were Ariel, what would you have done differently? Or like, what do you, th- I would ask both of them, like, what do you think the best parts Ooh, of Ariel teaching is? Moment. Teaching yeah. moment. And then if they were like her hair or her giant titties, I'd be like, <laughs> First of all, kid, that's hilarious. High five. But also, (laughs) don't you want to know more about her personality? Or don't you think it's so cool that she wanted to go to a whole other place in the world when she was so young? Uh And I would try to explain that to them. Um, and you, you want fail. to be a much more present parent. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna die single and alone, so this is, this is irrelevant anyway. But much. Uh, uh, I don't think I will show this to my children. I think I think there is enough good positive message children's thing. Plus, I, if I had to be frank, this movie kind of bored me. Oh, I was a little bit bored because I was like. There's a lot of goofy animal fish things in here, and they aren't being very funny. And then, <laughs> uh, like, the Marshall fi- wanted more. Like, everything with Ursula, even kind of including the offensive song, like, she was the most interesting character to watch, I felt. And because, like, she had a lot of personality. I think as soon as Zoe pointed out, like, oh, this is like a drag queen. Or or it was one of you guys. She, yeah, the character yeah, yeah. is based off a of drag queen. This, totally, this is a Dame Edna something, situation. Uh, and I was just like, oh, exactly. And as soon as I was on board for that, like, I was like, this is a great villain. To be fair, I, I find Disney villainesses really fascinating because, uh, like, Cruella de Vil and Yzma from... The Emperor's New Groove, and even uh-huh. the old, even the uh, you know, evil queen from uh, uh, from Snow White, like they're all kind of interesting in this um, in this way of being just like very uh, ruthless in a way that male vi- male villains tend to be heartless, like they they just do things because it's, this is what I want to do. But uh, but female villains tend to be like particularly spiteful and filled with like ruthlessness, and they're they tend to be seemingly more cunning than mm-hmm. male villains. Like male well, villains women are, are more cunning. Than but but I mean, it's like I you mean, think of like what we were taught as <laughs> <yeah>. children, like <laughs> Jafar and Scar and and all like these guys are just kind of violent, yeah. and they're power hungry. But I feel like the female villains are often like tricksters or. Um, or they're just they're they're willing to stop at nothing. Like they don't feel a need to be, um, uh, uh, to like restrain themselves. Like I mm-hmm. feel like they kind of are like, "Bitch, I'm here." It's kind of mm-hmm. like the whole villainess thing. Yeah. So I dig that, but I don't. I don't know if there was enough redeeming in this for me. Plus, I would have to like watch it a bunch. And aside from. Part of that world and under the sea, like the rest of the songs are not all that exciting. But I could listen to Kiss part the Girl. Was that, good. That's one thing I will say is I like how this movie has songs, uh-huh. but it's not a musical. Right. It doesn't have a song every time you round a corner. Well, it they, only has like three or four songs. There is yeah. a Broadway musical of it, though. I know. Where they added a bunch more songs. Um, so interesting note I learned is that this movie has is the longest animated movie to be in development in Disney history. It was begun development at the time when Cinderella and Snow White were being like 
The very first Disney animated movies were optioned as a package deal of Hans Christian Andersen stories, mm. which included Cinderella wow. and Snow White and uh, uh, and The Little Mermaid. And so all three were initially developed and pitched. And Cinderella and Snow White got made right away. And then this just sat on the shelf for like and this 40 one years. sat on the shelf. Yeah, it was in nineteen like thirty seven. Mm, it was wow. thinking about being developed, and it sat around for fifty years till it got made. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what it would have turned into had it been made in the thirties or forties. Right, like what, like it would have given off a, it would have probably given up a lot of the slapstick uh, for um, probably, probably be something way darker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially considering that um, the little the Hans Christian Andersen story, like the mermaid kills herself, like she doesn't shit really. Yeah, in the original one, uh, in the original one, she doesn't, she isn't able to kiss him by the end, I don't think, mm-hmm. and so she she gets turned back into a mermaid, and a- Eric and her forever can't be together, so she um, throws herself on land and dies and dies of well, by beaching herself. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. What you should do if a guy doesn't love you, just All right. beat yourself. So, uh, yeah, so if he doesn't love you, just kill yourself. Yep. As uh, the uh, message of this week's Do I Still Love It? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to, again, thank our guest, Zoe Mwachanin. Thanks Zoe. for having me. This was a blast. Yeah. Blast. Thanks. Uh, Zoe, do you have anything to plug? Any uh, uh, any projects coming up or anything, ways people can come and see you do the funny? Um, I do the funny every Sunday night at 10 at Second City at Explo Jam with the Bit Machine. And uh, we have a jam at the end. So it's if in Hollywood, wants to California. Play, the Second yeah. City, Hollywood. Um, what else am I doing? Check out OBGY Not on YouTube and on Facebook. We are going to be doing some shows in the future, and we have a ton of YouTube videos up and some in the works. It's very and funny. A gaggle of funny ladies. gaggle of funny women who uh, have voices and don't need no man. <laughs> um, and what else? Um, Casualties is a group I'm in, and we are going to be doing some shows at the Second City at Undetermined Dates. And also at UC Irvine at dates that are not determined. But check out, uh, I have like a Facebook fan page and stuff like that for all that stuff. So Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Thanks for being on. And so I guess for Do I Still Love It, this is Marshall James. This is Laura Weiss. And uh, we'll see you next time.